Hello, Internet. Welcome to Frameskip, a video game podcast. You are joining us for episode 117. What a big number. We've been doing this for a hot, hot second. I'm George. I'm your host tonight. Joining me, we've got Austin, we've got Seth, we've got Coach, and we've got special guest Taryn. I want to go around the horn at ESPN style. Start off with Austin. Austin, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. I just recorded a God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast with my good friend Seth Slakehouse. You can find that on this podcast feed this week. So go listen to that. Yeah, yeah I think this is this is a prelude of things to come. I think we're going to be bigger. I think we're going to be better, uh, but better in, in 2023. So get ready for a more interesting feed coming your way. You mentioned him, Seth. How are you doing, bud? Dude, I'm doing really good. I just uh, recorded a spoiler cast with my friend Austin Eller. That should be going up here soon. Um, but yeah, doing, doing really good there, George. That's great. Good preview of things to come in 2023. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that again. Coach, What's always up, a pleasure to see you. How you doing? Good. I just bought a brand new webcam that I'm using right now. It's 4K. And doesn't it look sweet? Yeah. Yeah, you look great. Sick. Man. I got I'm the so glad we are not the... recording this video. <laughs> <laughs> I would have moved, but okay. But yeah, I'm doing good, man. Did you buy this camera in a lake by any chance? No. I mean, it I looks didn't buy like one. it's just <laughs> okay. Yeah, it looks just... like he was cooking bacon right before this and forgot to, <laughs> forgot to clean his hands and just wiped it across. <laughs> bacon, <laughs> bacon. Ironically, the grease takes away 10 pounds. So, coach, you're looking great. Thank you. And uh, I mentioned at the top, but we've got a special guest, Taryn. Taryn is someone I've known for a long time. In fact, we had a video game podcast we had a couple of video game podcasts probably like oh my god nine years ago eight years ago oh my god it's like 10 years ago now it's been forever yeah oh god we had press start to play that's how i met taryn through a random facebook group met ray apollo who's now cooking things up at twitch taryn welcome to Frameskip. how you doing bud happy to be here i'm really excited to uh talk about pokemon spoilers yeah that's why we asked taryn on taryn <laughs> didn't just do his homework he completed his phd in pokemon i'm only a couple hours in but taryn has beaten the whole damn thing so we are going to be talking pokemon i assume we'll be talking other stuff before we get into video games though it is as we're recording cyber monday we're all pretty reckless with our with our money <laughs> i'm guessing speak for yourself george jesus i balled <laughs> out so hard this Black Friday. I want to hear if you guys were just as irresponsible as I was. Um, the nope. only thing I bought was a new controller for my phone. That's it. Uh, that is surprisingly bought, tame. I'm yeah. proud, but disappointed. I bought a whetstone for sword sharpening. Oh, that's like a full katana. Yeah, yeah. That might sound weird because you don't know me. But, it <laughs> but kind he of has a lot of enemies. <laughs> uh, with that beard of yours, you're looking more and more like a sword guy every day. Thank you. So <laughs> I have. When I got my black belt, my dad got me a, a handmade Japanese katana as like a like a gift. So it's never been sharpened though, and I decided <laughs> the other day that I, if I'm gonna have this thing next to my bed, I it's might as well be at the ready. Yeah, I might as well sharpen it, right? So now, if anyone ever breaks into my house, am I going for the shotgun? No. They're going to see this gigantic large man in his underwear charging at them with a, with a katana. And I think that is enough to scare almost anybody away. Are you located in Florida by any chance? <laughs> I'm located in central Pennsylvania. Just as bad. <laughs> I'm just foreseeing the news article. Florida man fights off home invader with katana. Florida man in thin bathroom. It's like, actually, it's called a kimono. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it a kind of offensive that you just graduated your, your karate program and your, your hands became uh, deadly weapons and then your dad just gave you a sword? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, my hands were already deadly weapons. I was born with them that way. Um, oh. So the, the, the karate was just a bonus. The, the sword, though, is really cool because I got to like customize it and, and pick out a design for like the hilt and whatnot. But it lights um, up. yeah, it has an RGB function. <laughs> RGB function, perfect. That was that was the that was the number one thing I wanted in my in my 
Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, does is it uh, water cooled or uh, just fans on it? No, no, I went with the uh, air cooling. I spin air it so cooling. fast that yeah, it just okay, cool. Yeah. Does it have a slot for hand sanitizer? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that one. <laughs> no threw, comment. Threw me off. You just need like a little key ring at the bottom because now they make little keychain hand sanitizers. It's good. Yeah. There you go. That and some charms. <laughs> uh, Coach, did you do anything uh, reckless or fun for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? The only thing I did is I finished my collection of Spider Man movies, like digital 4K. Nice. The only thing I bought, sadly, was unfortunately not as much as you, George, because I hear you have a lot that you'd like to discuss. <laughs> but I I bought Sonic Frontiers and Elden Ring, and that was it. So I'm looking forward to playing both. Very nice. nice. You're going to love Elden Ring. Elden Ring is wonderful. So you're probably going to hate it the first hour, and then it's going to come around and grab you. I hope so. Yeah, You're going to black out with rage from the first hour. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> lots of things. Lots of things grab you in that game. It happens a lot. I, like I said, I balled out. I bought, let me do like the, the less fun things first. I bought a sound bar for my TV with a wireless subwoofer unit. I'm very excited because I don't, like I have neighbors, but I don't really have neighbors. So I'm excited to just get weird and get loud with some basketball games coming up and some movies. I bought an Aero Garden, like the, the largest unit they make which we had some to use um sorry not to use to to grow like herbs and spices and this thing can just grow like full heads of lettuce so i'm excited to get one step closer to never going to the grocery store ever again and then i bought a pc a gaming pc i am i am joining Whoa. The, the weirdest people i know all right and uh, i went on steam get I out of here I bought a whole bunch of games on Steam, none of which from the last 15 years, by the way. Everything is like, oh, cool, Age of Empires 2. Not even the like the HD edition, just the original edition of Age of Empires 2. I bought like Half-Life, Half-Life Source. I bought uh, Company of Heroes 2. I think that might be the newest game I bought. And then I found just like a whole bunch of weird little games. I am so freaking excited to just mess around with this thing. And coach, you asked a great question. You asked for the specs. I am pulling them up now. So what's the opposite yeah, of a trouble? Because 490 TI with a uh, water cooled system. RGB. I know that's important. I fit my 490 yeah. TI in a mini case. <laughs> just glued the processor. The thing that sucks, like I was looking, I, I did a whole bunch of research, and when I say research, I mean, like, I, I googled a couple times. Uh, I looked up just, like, must-play PC games 2022, and so many of them, I'm like, got it on console, got it on console, mm. got it on console. Yep. So just trying to figure out, like, the important things to, to get was kind of difficult. Oh, also, I bought a, 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 a so many movies. I bought so many movies. I'm so excited. I also bought all of the original Dragon Ball series on DVD. So nice. pretty excited to not leave the house. What version? The, of the original Dragon Ball series? Yeah. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dragon Ball Z. Never mind. No, no. I, I wanted to pull the trigger on Kai. And in fact, I think some of the seasons of Kai are on sale right now on Amazon. I'm trying so hard not to spend any more money. Uh, Coach, <clears throat> I bought from iBuyPower Trace MR Gaming Desktop with an Intel i7, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 3200 memory RAM, an NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3070, and a one terabyte. NM, NVME solid state drive. That'll do you pretty well there, bud. I bet. <sighs> I'm excited to play games like Age of Empires 3. George is going to be playing Half Life and 8K at like 300 frames. I actually frames saw the 3070s <laughs> dropped in price. I want to see how that compares to my graphics card. You can, you could play games that have ray tracing with that, right? With the 3070? Depends on yes. which one. Yep. I don't know how much ray tracing there is in the original Portal, which I am most excited to play because I like to play that game once every 10 years. But I'm sure didn't they just announce like a ray tracing remaster of Portal? I think they just announced that somewhat recently. So your graphics card is almost twice as strong as mine, George. Oh, my God. You can't have that. You can't live in that world. By $4090. Only $1,600. I did that. I also bought Sonic Frontiers. 
uh, which I'm very excited. Grab that. And I grabbed Sonic Colors Ultimate, which honestly, I'm probably going to play that game first because it looks really pretty and I'm excited to jump into it. You have an OLED TV? I do not, but we are going to be, uh, my partner and I, Leah, uh, we're going to be in the market for a new TV soon because we are redoing our basement in the coming months. And I think I'm getting that t- the current TV in the living room. And so... I feel like colors would look amazing on an OLED. They do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the game has well, colors. <laughs> uh, shoot, Taryn, I forgot to ask, did you do anything dumb, fun, irresponsible for Black Friday? Oh, uh, I bought a Elgato uh, capture card for my, my uh, PC so I can nice. start capturing footage internally. Um, I had an old one that was like USB, but I was like, I really want one that's like on the board. So I went and grabbed that. And I think that's the only irresponsible thing I bought. I like, I like wish list a PC. Like I always say, I do that like every year. I'm like, how much will this cost if I, if I build one this year? And it was just a, a little bit too much. I think uh, probably next year as well, what I'll, what I'll go for just because of the new, uh, the new boards for the Ryzen chips. So that's uh, next year. They'll probably be a little bit cheaper. So I think I'm going to pull the trick on that. Can I ask what the number was? Like what was too much? It was like just under two grand, basically. Um, and I was like, eh, I don't want to spend like $300 just for like just the board, you know, because it's a new, a new pin because the new Ryzen chips are on a new pin set. So um, I was like debating whether or not I wanted to get the older chip and then be like, that's I can it'll be fine for a few more years or just wait a year and usually just wait for the, the motherboards to come down in price. I think the idea, um, I know we talked about this like a few months ago when the 4090 disaster was happening, but the idea that soon with the power draws that are happening we might have to get like plugs they use for ovens for our computers you're not lying <laughs> it's it, it's like it's coming pretty quickly <laughs> i mean the uh a lot of the 4090 drama is like what is it some of the pins are burning like yeah, some of the plastic like, is burning it's pulling like way just, too much power it's crazy yeah just space heaters in your room yeah, that's true. Who needs like heating when you've got a 4090? You'll be, you'll be <laughs> venting your computer to the outside so it doesn't raise the heat of your room for 20 degrees. It's crazy. Yeah. This this usually happens when I watch like an old TV show. Like I'll be watching like Seinfeld and like I remember when that show was coming out. So like there there will be an episode in like 97, 98. And like I was eight years old. Like I was like cognizant. I could I could form my own thoughts. And they'll like say or do something. I'm just like, I can't believe they thought that was like the best idea. Because, like, that seemed like modern times, you know? And so it's just weird. Like, this seems like a dumb problem to have with, like, the the, the pins melting. Like, this seems like something we would have come across 30 years ago. And we're like, oh, okay, that's why we don't do it that way. But it's like, it's like that line from Bad Boys 2. It's like, this is a stupid problem to have. But it is a problem. Like, how did, how did we get here? What is wild to me is that the pin issue is because of a proprietary pin that Microsoft like made for their boards. And then like Microsoft is starting to make their own GPUs and they're not even using that pin. Like they're not even like, so it's kind of like they (laughs) made this issue just for uh, NVIDIA. And then like, we're like, ah, we're not going to work. We're not going to use that on ours. That's silly. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about the big old elephant in the room. Oh, wait, that's not an elephant. It's a Taurus or a Kangaskhan. Let's talk about Pokemon guys. Um, Scarlet Violet came out, I think a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, about two weeks around there. I believe. All right. I, like I said, I'm only a couple hours into it. I'm still, I think firmly in tutorial. I was distracted by family being here and, uh, general wine drinking and, uh, spending money. I, I shouldn't on, on Blu-rays and PCs. This is the most fun I've had with a Pokemon game in probably 20 years. Like, even the beginning, even, <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid, even the title screen is the best a Pokemon game has looked in 20 years. It is a beautiful, like, watercolor portrait, and you can hear people in the background just, like, having fun and, like, laughing, and you can hear Pokemon just, like, running around. Everything about this game, I think, is great. They changed, my favorite thing that they've changed so far, and this is so stupid, 
but just like the way it looks when you catch a Pokemon, where all of a sudden you get almost like a trading card of the Pokemon as you catch it. That's like its new like profile picture in the Pokedex. And then to show you your progress, it doesn't just like show you like a stamp collection. It's like a library where like each Pokemon looks like the spine of a book that you're just putting on the shelf. And so that is such a stupid little presentation thing. But Jesus crap, is that just like changing the way I feel about this game? It finally feels like Pokemon has matured along with me. I'm loving this game so far. Taryn, you've beaten the game. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I mean, everything you said is is I'm right right there with you. Um, one of the things, too, that I really love about the Pokedex now is that they've sort of meshed this idea from Animal Crossing New Horizon, where you gain rewards just by simply playing the game. Um, so when you catch Pokemon, there is like a number like counter, like if you go to rewards uh, on your Pokedex, every 10 Pokemon, you get something. So you can get like a Thunderstone for free or 10 Quick Balls or, you know, XP share uh, items, like all of these things that help your experience. But also like, you know, for me, I was like, where do I get a Thunderstone for my Pikachu to, you know, Evo him back up to Raichu? Because that's one of my favorite Pokemon to play typically mm-hmm. in my team. And I was like, oh, I just get it for free. Awesome. <laughs> just by catching Pokemon uh, walking around. Um, so yeah, it's, it's excellent. Um, it's not without like its faults as far as the just performance hiccups and the overall glitches. Cause I, I encountered like one game crash in my 30 hours and some like moments where my character would stop moving or like I fell off of a, of a building and it was just like, I was stuck like in falling animation and then it just black screen and it just gave up <laughs> and like, and it like reset me where I, where I, where I fell. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that, that's a good way to fix it, I guess. Um, but I was just like, you know, dancing around and falling animation on the ground for, you know, a good five minutes before it let me do something. You posted about it on Facebook, and this is why I reached out to you to see if you wanted to come on the show to discuss the game. But you said something like it looks like a PS2 game and runs like an N64 game. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I think that's really funny about the Pokemon games, and they've always had this problem since transitioning into 3D, is their draw distance, how they do draw distance. Like there's no... I feel like there's no filtered blur effects at all in their draw distance. So it's like building the Pokemon as you like walk towards them. And mm-hmm. so sometimes a Pokemon will spawn in front of you and it's like a low poly version, probably the version that's like from a distance you're looking at it. But then when you walk up to it, it's like this like weird, like hexagon looking like, Oh, that's, that's a, that's a Jigglypuff, but it's really like this weird orb looking thing in front of you. And then it'll like, it'll, once you go into the battle, it like, starts the animations then it like okay i get it now we're we're the actual high-res version of jigglypuff so the way it swaps in and out the assets uh on on the main terrain um it's just really funny and just it's not optimized very well um but it's still really really fun i really love going from like walking around to a pokemon battle immediately and then going right back out into the overworld so same thing happens with trainer battles and uh, everything else from um, just random battles or auto battles, which is a new inclusion in this game that I really love. Uh, just walking around and just sending your Pokemon like Kamikaze style out to another Pokemon just to get like an extra 200 XP uh, and some materials, which is great. One more thing before we open up to the other dudes here. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not super far into the game whatsoever, but I just love how alive the world feels as as silly as that sounds. Cause like, it's still pretty limited by switch hardware, but just the fact that it actually feels like you're in an actual place because you can look around like, uh, Austin and Seth just recorded a, uh, a God of war spoilers. I really like the PSP God of war games. Those are like my, my sweet spot, but like just the fact that you can't look around your environment, everything is fixed camera that always felt so claustrophobic to me. And for some reason it didn't bother me as much in Pokemon, I think probably cause it was at like a, a fixed angle as opposed to being like contextual to whichever space you were in, but just being able to look around with like the second uh, analog stick here really does a lot to open the game up. And also uh, they tell you like in the beginning, the beginning of the game, like, yeah, some Pokemon you won't be able to reach, but uh, what you can do is you can actually just like physically throw a Pokeball at them essentially to like neg them into fighting you. And so like in the, in the opening area, there's like, bird pokemon i think there's like hop and stuff and like they're floating through the sky there's a uh, new spider pokemon that's just like hanging by its uh threads like in, in a tree and you can actually like interact with them which is just so bizarre to me like i feel like a you know how parents like have a hard time of like seeing their kids as anything but their child it's like no actually like i'm 35 stop 
stop treating me like I'm eight. Like, it's so hard for me to do the same thing with Pokemon where I'm like, oh, no, you're actually just like a severely limited game that I happen to enjoy. And this is like, no, we're actually trying new and interesting things. Uh, I I can't get enough. I love the Paldea region so far. Uh, the story, granted, I'm like I said, only a couple hours in, is so much more engaging. Uh, I, I I love the world. Like five minutes into the game, you're uh, it, you know, you get into like your first fight, and I always like feel like oh, okay, base like I choose a Pokemon and someone else chooses a Pokemon, and then based on which Pokemon they choose is like how you know if they're going to be a dick or not. So like I chose Foycoco because he's clearly like a dumb little dog who's also a fire crocodile, which is uh, very much my speed. And then like this chick who's like showing you around, I was just like, oh, she's going to choose like the crappy duck with like the, the troubadour haircut. And uh, no, she chooses Sprigatito. I'm like, oh, you're you're one of the cool ones. Like the, we're not being competitive. And then we like immediately go down to the beach and like it just it looks like Venice Beach. In that there's like a Pokemon arena just like sitting there the way like a basketball court sits in Los Angeles. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. This is pretty good vibes right here. Everything about the game and granted, like I said, I'm, I'm barely into it. I hope to have much, much more to share next week as I progress further into it. Uh, everything I wanted the game to be and everything I didn't think the game was going to be because I actually really liked Arceus when that released in the beginning of the year. And because that game was so far removed from a traditional pokemon dogma i i thought this game was going to be way more traditional and it is anything but yeah absolutely it's it's a weird return to form because arceus was so different and i actually i played like maybe like five or six hours of arceus and was like there's so much talking in this game i cannot get into it i know that that's the beginning of that game and also you know scarlet and violet has like a good 40 minutes of just dialogue and I'm like, man, I wish this game had voice acting of some variety, like just even like if it's bad, just give me something so I don't have to sit here and be like, OK, I got to read this line. Like, ding. All right. I read this line. Ding. Because they have that annoying ding noise every time you hit the, the A button. But yeah, the, the world building uh, in the, the region is super good. It, it's really cohesive. And like the story is, I would say it is the best uh, Pokemon has ever been from a plot perspective. Um, Ruby and Sapphire, I, th- I think, are pretty good but this one is just like above and beyond because it's actually like a full through line all three because you have like three different main quest lines to go on and they all converge at the very end uh it's it's really uh satisfying uh, to kind of go through each one and um they're all interesting and, and unique in different ways and um yeah very satisfying endings for every one of them very cool very cool one thing i do think is weird is like how cautious they are about everything in the game and like i this is such like a microcosm of of what i'm talking about but like like every pokemon game you start off in your bedroom and like you wake up and you're like late for school or whatever uh, or you're late for your uh, unemployed adventure through the world uh in this game you're late for school and i counted nine different saves that happened before i was able to leave the house like as soon as you get out of bed save as soon as you go downstairs, save. As soon as someone enters the house, save. And like, I just I appreciate that because I like quitting a game on my time. But man, maybe maybe space is out a little bit more. Maybe we don't need that many. Uh, just because like the game chugs a little bit every time it saves. I'm like, okay, every, every we, action could have skipped that. Yeah, every action requires an autosave, basically. So there's some players who have been turning that off. I don't recommend that because sometimes the game can crash. Uh, so maybe not do that until after a patch is applied to it. But uh, a coach, you asked, how does it compare to Sword and Shield? Um, so the the wild areas of Sword and Shield is, is basically this game, but it's the entire game. Um, the indoor areas have a fixed camera perspective where you can kind of like pan the camera around a little bit, but it's it's mostly just one camera perspective. Uh, similar to how all of the um, region is in Sword and Shield, except for the wild areas. Um, but once you get out into Paldea, the main area, I mean, it's it's just like the wild areas, but it's just a full built. Like it's it's just it's just kind of weird to say because it's, it's like it's just like a full regular open world game. And as a Pokemon player, it's like such a foreign concept to have that while also catching Pokemon that are just like out and about, like they just spawn randomly. Um, but not in a way that is um, kind of like Sword and Shield where they just spawn and they're just like kind of static. Like these are roaming. Sometimes there, there are packs of them. And sometimes, you know, they will spawn and attack you. Sometimes they'll run away from you. Sometimes it's a ditto and it looks like an Eevee. And you're like, I got an Eevee. And as soon as you run into it, it turns into a ditto. And you're like, God damn it. You know, but that happens a lot. <laughs> um, and a lot of the times for like shiny hunting, because you can do auto battles, 
um, and like throw your Pokemon uh, at them. If it's a shiny, it, it will not um, automatically attack it. So it's being like, oh, this is a shiny Pokemon. So that's a good thing. But the bad thing is you have to literally like basically by your eye, figure out if that's a shiny Pokemon or not, because there's no like shiny sound effect. There's like no indication that it is a shiny Pokemon. So I've ran into a Pokemon and I was like, oh, this is just a different color Pokemon. I wonder if it's like a male or female version. Nope. It was a shiny. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Nice. Uh, But it didn't give me any indication otherwise. I just wanted to um, bounce off what you said earlier about the, the, the long witness of it, because I feel like I, like I play a lot of JRPGs. Like I'm pretty used to, long text segments you know i found it almost unbearable the beginning of scarlet and violet like when you're in with the academy i i was like zoning out just pressing the x button trying to i'm like all right this game because it 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 beats you in for like an hour before that you're like running around you're having a blast i'm like this is actually great um i mean it slows to a halt for like almost an hour at the academy and um yeah that was that was um, brutal for me to get to get through. I mean, um, George, what were you going to say? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine. I was just going to say, I think sword and shield is probably like the most linear Pokemon game off the top of my head. Like that game doesn't really allow a whole lot of creativity, which is funny because it does have like the wild areas, but even then it's like, just, it's just like a big arena. Like there's nothing like inherently special about it. Like there's one entrance, maybe two exits or whatever. I guess that's just three exits then for how that's how physical places work. Uh, it, but it it just doesn't seem like that impressive of a game. Like it really just, it feels like a board game where you can only go in one direction. And then this game, I actually want to explore every nook and cranny in a way where I would just get frustrated in certain mm-hmm. shield. Like, Oh, like I can see that corner over there. I don't care. Cause I can see the, the boundary of the world, but there's just so many things like hidden in this game, like around a corner, like, Oh, that look like, it's like same thing with Mario, right? Where it's like, Oh, you see like an area like, Oh, there's no railing there. Huh? I wonder, I wonder why, Oh, there's a block there. I wonder if I can jump on top of that block. And then you jump from there. Like, Oh, there's another block. And then you can get to the top of something. Like it just feels way more creative, I guess, in, in the way it, it actually builds its world. So um, if, if I, you want a traditional Pokemon experience, sword and shield is a great place to start. Yeah. But this I, I would agree with that. Different. Um, I wanted to, to say I feel pretty confident now, um, or pretty, yeah, I feel pretty good about my uh, statement. Like ten years ago, I started to make that. Where I said the Pokemon game everyone wants, Game Freak doesn't have the chops to make. Um, and I think Sword and Shield proved that because they do really weird things in Sword and Shield. Like this was, um talked about a lot when it first came out that they they load or the game tries to load the entire world at once which isn't really how video games work nowadays it's nowadays they load them in chunks whether you realize it or not right um for instance in horizon zero dawn the game is essentially only loading what aloy can see or I guess what you can see through Aloy. When you break, the, I, I haven't seen a video of this. I was just reading about it. When you break the camera in Scarlet and Violet, you can see that the entire world is loading at one time, which is one of the reasons it loads so slow, I guess. Um, but along your point, George, I'm having an absolute blast with it, despite its flaws. Um, I haven't run into any significant frame rate issues. Strangely enough, um, other than the ones that Game Freak, I feel like intentionally put in the game to help it run more smooth, like the NPCs and whatnot in the background, they move at a very low frame rate. That seems to be um, on purpose for me in order to make the game more stable. It seems like they did that on purpose. Um, but yeah, as far as I'm in right now, I, I'm at like level 20 on my Pokemon. And I beat the first gym leader. Um, I'm having a blast with it. I'm, I'm really enjoying um, the game. The one big negative I have that I don't like so far is that the character customization isn't there anymore. You can't really buy new clothes like you could in former Pokemon games, which was like pretty cool. It was a pretty cool aspect they added in. 
And um, it sucks that you can't do that in this one. But I do love that the difficulty is way higher in this game. And I think I actually don't know if it's more difficult or if the fact that there's no random battles forces you to not grind as much. Right. Because the in the other Pokemon games, when you go into grass, the random battles pop up. But in this one, you can see the Pokemon. And if you don't feel like fighting them, you're just going to go around. So that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Coach Austin, any more questions before we uh, move on? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, I don't know where you guys stand on this. I think, Seth, you might line up a little bit with this um, question. I'm not positive, but I really dropped out of Pokemon after Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I played a little bit of Sun and a little bit of Let's Go, but I really haven't like sat down and fully played through, enjoyed a Pokemon game truly since Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. Do you guys feel like this is a good place to return to the series, even with all the technical flaws? Yeah, I absolutely. Do. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the one like like you're like you're saying um, the um, the intro is so just so slow, but it is a really good indicator of like getting people used to the world, the lore, um, how to do certain things, the new mechanic of terrestrializing and changing types because this is the first pokemon game where you're like the actual like gimmick changes the type of the pokemon that you're actually playing with or against um which is very interesting and really great for the competitive scene but the overall like concept of the game is yeah it's great for beginners and it's like just like every other pokemon game it's like starting from scratch every single time uh so it's like not following any new characters or anything like, like that so yeah i think it's a great great starting point have you guys been playing more handheld or docked or where have you guys kind of fallen on that? Like 50, I've been 50, playing, 100. I've been playing handheld. All I want to do is hook it up to my TV and just play with the GameCube controller. Like this feels finally like a console game Pokemon in a way that Sword and Shield didn't. Um, I tried, <laughs> I tried doing that with, uh, with, I, I bought Brilliant Diamond. And uh, I just kind of felt like an idiot, to be honest, playing that with a controller on a TV. I'm like, no, I should be I should be watching Seinfeld while I play this. I played on uh, on handheld mode most of the time um, just because it was easier for me to uh, to play at at night um, because I was just like putting my hours in in bed, basically. (laughs) Um, But it's uh, it's it's really great in handheld mode. Um, I had some I feel like a little bit of performance issues a little bit more in handheld mode because I did try on, on big TV mode. Um, but I preferred it just because it was just so much easier to get around. And plus I have the OLED, so it's the screen's a little bit larger. So it was nice for that. Yeah. I've been playing mostly on handheld just because when I play on the big TV, I see more of the issues and like, like you, I have the OLED and the colors just pop and, uh, it's just, uh, for that game, I don't think like, Breath of the Wild would be very difficult for me to play handheld. I would need to play on a nice big TV, right? Because the world is just so huge. And, and even though this so world is big, it. there is, Seth. Stop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Seth hates Breath of the Wild. Anyways. You don't like Breath of the Wild, Seth? No, dude. Oh, my gosh. Immediate no. enemy. This no. um, podcast is split directly down the middle with the feelings of Breath of the Wild. It, Who else doesn't like it? He hates Andor too. George. I mean, like, what the heck? I don't. I don't like Breath of the Wild. I love Andor. Andor is I one of the Andor. best Star Wars things of the last forty years. I haven't watched Andor, but me and George are firmly on the side of Breath of the Wild is an overrated mess. And you and George are both sick human beings, is all yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a question for you guys. So I still, I'm still like a Pokemon noob, right? So. I beat Let's Go, Sword and Shield. So this is my second generation uh, Pokemon it's game. Like you're too much of a new better coach. <laughs> well, I didn't. I wasn't playing when Red and Blue were out, right? So, but my question is, I've noticed a big change um, with the gyms. Like in Sword and Shield, you're in this arena, and it's like you had to go against two or three of the lower gym. Um, cronies before you get to the gym boss and the two gyms that i beat the bug and the grass they didn't really have that 
So it was kind of like, it wasn't as fun as I had when I played it in uh, Let's Go or in Sword and Shield. What 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 did you guys think of it? All of the gyms uh, in uh, Paldea are different. Like all of their gimmicks are different. So um, like in Sword and Shield, it was very much like arena based and it was like, you know, the crowd's going and whenever you do your uh, Dynamaxing, every, like the, the music kicks up and stuff and it's, and it's really cool. Um, that was like one of the best parts of Sword and Shield to me. Um, the way the gyms are handled in this game, it's like you have like a challenge and some of them involve battling, uh, other trainers. Some of them involve like pushing a random olive across a, <laughs> a weird, like obstacle course with like strange physics, um, that also have trainers. Like if you were, if you were going through that maze, there was like small sections with a trainer in the way you could, you could put like optionally battle, or you could just, you know, move the weird, uh, you know, Billy Hatcher egg through the maze it's very strange um but a lot of them are are based like that so they have like you know you, you could you have potentials to face trainers or you, or you don't some of them they make you and some of them they don't so it's um it's very different in that respect and then the overall like i feel like this is probably in my in my opinion the worst as far as the gym like leaders are go like as far as like from character designs, like there's two or three that are great, but some of them I'm just like, I, I literally don't remember who you are. <laughs> and you came back on screen again later in the game. And it's like, Oh, I was the gym trainer over here. And I'm like, I, I forget. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's very strange with the, the way the they've handled the mini games compared to the gyms now. And I noticed that playing this and I'm just having fun with it. If I have an hour of gameplay time, it seems like 10 minutes. Like it literally flies when I'm playing because I just get lost in the world. Like you don't have to worry about buying the different Pokeballs because you find them out there, you know, and there's so much stuff out there to, that they drop for you. So um, I'm just having, I haven't had this much fun in a while since Breath of the Wild. So. It's, it's built very similarly to how I would see Breath of the Wild in that there's a lot of kind of like this, the seven or eight second rule. Um, where it's like every seven to eight seconds, there's something to interact with. There's either a Pokemon that you're going to be interacting with or encounter you can battle or catch. There's going to be a random item. There's going to be a, a raid zone you can go to. There's going to be a town you can visit. Um, there's a lot of things like every few steps in the game. And when you have, when you have your, um, your new like legendary that can traverse the, uh, the zones much more quickly as you get farther on in the game, it feels almost exactly like breath of the wild because then you're like scaling mountains and going up to the top and gliding down and, and all, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's awesome. Okay. So I've got another question. My wife is a pretty big gamer as well. And so we were talking about the co-op in the games. And I was curious if any of you have tried the co-op because I genuinely don't know how it works and I want to know more. <laughs> I have not. I haven't either. I've, we've done some trading, um, my wife and I, because we, we've been playing side by side uh, on the game. And we, we've traded like I've always wanted Gengar on my team. So I'm like, I have to have a, a Gengar. So I, I'm going up by Haunter and trading that. But besides that, I haven't done any actual co-op because every video I've seen on the co-op, it just looks like an utter disaster. So oh boy. like like <laughs> cutscenes happening and the other player can like interact with the cutscene because it's in the world at the same oh my time. Lord. So just stuff like that. It's weird. Good to know. <laughs> I really want to play this game before it gets patched or I want to play like half the game and then have it get patched and have some like quality of life stuff sort of uh, smoothed out. But I, I think it's so interesting. Just like one of the biggest games of the year released in this state. Like it, it's obviously not as bad as like the cyberpunk, but like it, it should be as bad as cyberpunk, right? <laughs> like in, in terms of like what an impact this is going to have on the company. Like, it's kind of indefensible that they released a game that has this many performance issues, but it's also like really endearing because they're like, we just wanted to try to do something that we weren't sure the hardware could do. And mm -hmm. a lot of time it, it, it just can't, the hardware just can't keep up with, with it, their own ambitions. And so I, I want to play as much of this game before it gets fixed as I can. There was a, a, a few, um, like TikToks on people saying like, oh, I, I'm running this on an emulator at 60 frames on like a mid-sized PC. It's it's work, working fine. And I think it, it's definitely coming from a like, 
you know, we have Xenoblade, we have Breath of the Wild, we have um, Monster Hunter. We have good looking and good running games on, I mean, Witcher 3 runs on the Switch. I mean, it doesn't run well on the Switch, but it runs on the Switch, which is amazing. I think it comes down from an optimization issue with Game Freak, just not being able to, <laughs> not being a good developer. And that's just been obvious the more we've been getting into 3D Pokemon games. Um, just the scope of the games, I feel like it's just backbreaking for them. And they, and they like they can't move their release dates because everything is so integral, like connected, like the anime, the plushies, um, like all the other like franchise things that make Pokemon this massive product. It's all connected to like the game's release. And so they, it's like an immovable date for them. Um, I wish they would have more time. If they had six more months, I think that's something that this game would like, it would, it would be fine. We probably wouldn't even be talking about performance issues, um, but it didn't. And so that's why it looks the way it does. I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare it to cyberpunk because some of the cyberpunk quest lines were just utterly broken. Like they would not load properly. Uh, some people that were supposed to spawn in don't. Um, obviously there's like horrible performance issues from like, you know, frame rates dipping and all that for fun stuff and crashing. But nothing is so broken in Pokemon to make it an unfun experience for me. It's okay. just that, you know, sometimes I'll be like playing on a slope and then my Pokemon just slides down the slope, you know, <laughs> but I can I still know. like That's battle. That's a fair point. I was, I was talking yeah. about the frame rate dips and things yeah. cutting in and out uh, mostly. Yeah. But but do you think Game Freak's actually going to fix it? I don't, I don't think know. so. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the camp that I don't think they're going to fix it. I mean... 10 million copies sold in three days is just like, that's amazing, right? For, I'm not going to say the game is broke, but for the issues that it has, the performance issues. So I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to be continuing working on the DLC that's going to happen. And then whatever's next. Pokemon's never been bigger too. Like, I think I'm one of like the eight people in the country who is under 35, but has cable. And uh, I got Paramount Channel and uh, my girlfriend was watching. They were doing like a three day marathon or whatever of um, Yellowstone. It was just nonstop episode after episode. And I was <clears throat> hanging out with her in the living room uh, playing the game. And then I like look up from the TV because I, I don't hear Kevin Costner's, you know, eight packs of cigarette a day voice on the screen. And there's a there's a commercial for the newest uh edition of like the Pokemon trading card game, like the new expansion, like was like a commercial that was running on TV in 2022 during like a hard TV MA TV show, if not outright, just rated R, you know, uh, I was like shocked to see that. So between that, between like coach just said, 10 million units in, in three days and Ash finally becoming a champion of some region no one's ever heard of. Like, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm a world champion basketball player. It's like, yeah, like in China. Yeah. You in Latvia, like new girl. Yeah, good yeah. job, Dwight Howard. You won something. Did you uh, uh, turn the advertisement up with your clicker and your Werther's Originals? All right. <laughs> I like sports. I'm not a loser who only likes video games and statues, Seth. Uh, I also like it when the Celtics play and win basketball games, so I, I need cable. All right. You mean the Celtics? Maybe if, maybe if Central PA had a good basketball team, you'd care also. I. I doubt that very much. Yeah, we had the I, Steelers, I the number one football team. Yeah. I mean, I think they're technically winning right now, but yeah. you didn't even know they were playing right now, did you? Yeah. Kickoff uh, 50 minutes ago. <laughs> I, speaking of which, that's why I remember. That's why we moved the podcast recording day was so Elijah and I could watch football on Mondays. Oh, my God. That's hardcore. Hardcore sports. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right, I think that's all we got for Pokemon. Uh, Austin, what have you been playing, guy? God of War Ragnarok, George. That is all I've been playing, and that is all I ever want to play for the rest of my damn life because it's so good. <laughs> uh, are you willing to say right now that it's your game of the year? Yes, absolutely. I, there's, there's no... The only thing would be if Elden Ring is just supremely phenomenal, which I, I don't know, man. I, I'm like a sucker for a good story, and I don't think Elden Ring is going to have that for me compared to God of War. So I think Ragnarok is going to win game of the year for me. But we'll see. I'll try Elden Ring. But yeah, we, um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, Seth and I recorded a spoiler cast. And I just, we did like a whole hour just talking about the plot and everything we enjoyed about the game. And I can't stop thinking about it. I beat it on Sunday. So yesterday. and Or no, it was Saturday, two days ago. 
And I, um, I just haven't stopped thinking about it since. The game was, for me, the perfect follow-up to 2018. And 2018 was already probably one of my top 10 games of all time. I would say this one's even higher. Uh, I think this is for sure a better game pretty much in every way. Um, the mechanics overall are similar to 2018, but so much more refined. The companion system is so good. And just overall, the story itself, I mean, nothing really compares, to be honest, in recent memory. I mean, the only only game that I could say story-wise that really was so compelling to me on the same level of God of War Ragnarok was Control. And I just... It's so good. It's such a well-thought-out story. The writing is incredible. The characters are some of the best I've ever experienced in any game. And honestly, the world itself feels so alive because of that. You've got all these different characters that have their own place and interact with each other. And the world itself feels like, you know, it feels like you're in the world. It's, it's incredible. So I, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I'm going to continue playing it even though I beat the campaign, because I just want to do everything in it. I, you get I that want platinum? to do everything possible. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So you're enjoying the uh, the combat so far? I've, I've heard mixed yes. results on like the combat being a little too grindy in most uh, situations. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, it's pretty similar to 2018, but I will say this. It does seem like a harder game. I don't know if you experienced that at all, Seth. It seems harder than 2018 was. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to admit it. <laughs> I thought well, it was just me. <laughs> to put this into context, I played 2018 on normal and I thought it was like relatively challenging, but I ended up bumping this down to easy because I was just having too many issues. Like I was dying wow. constantly. So I don't know if that's a, a grindy issue. It could be like needing to upgrade your armor more than you kind of did in the first game. But it also seems like kind of a balancing problem, potentially. It seemed a little too difficult for my taste. They might have been going more for that Elden Ring, you know, Dark Souls vibe, which is fine. But that's just not exactly what I wanted. So I bumped it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it seemed they leaned more into the auto kills, kind of like the uh, like the Doom Eternal, like yeah. glory kill system a lot more in this game um, compared to the first one. Because I played the first one on normal and then replayed it on hard. And I was like, this is a really solid, uh, f you know, fighting system uh, for how God of War used to be, because it used to be it's just hack and slash. This one's really great. But I've, I haven't played the new one yet, but I've just been seeing videos of it. And I'm like, it just seems like there's a lot more collaboration with um, Atreus and how you're trying to, you know, make sure you can stun like a, an opponent to, to get that automatic kill. Yeah, that is true. There, there is more of a focus on that, I would say. And in fact, they've got several skills that are linked up with the, uh the chains and the the axe in the game that actually will it's it is very doom-esque where you know if let's say for example you have the axe if you do one of those stun kills with the axe you'll get more health but if you do one of the stun kills with the blades you'll get more rage so there's just like doom eternal in a way you've got different reasons to go for different weapons do different types of kills so they definitely do focus more on the the stun kills than they did in 2018 for sure Seth, you've played both Elden Ring and God of War. Yes. What's your what's your game of the year God so of far? War. Yeah, it's God of God War. Of War. Um, El, I know that it's it's a I see this being brought up all the time on the internet. Elden Ring is a one of a kind, very unique experience, and I had an absolute blast playing Elden Ring. I was addicted to it. Um. But like I just talked on a recent spoiler cast I recorded with my friend Austin Eller before the show. Um, <laughs> God of War is like one of the only three games in history that have made me like actively tear up at the end of it. Right. And I'm at like watching the ending of God of War and watching and thinking about the journey that it's been ever since, you know, like 2005. Um, and all the games that we got through Kratos and whatnot. Um, I was really, really impressed with how they wrapped up the story. And they are very different experiences, and they're almost apples to oranges. Um, 
And it's hard to compare the two of them other than just how much fun did you have with the both of them, right? But I, w- I would say it's almost like comparing like a comedy to an action movie, right? They're, they're, they're very different. Um, but overall, I think I did enjoy God of War a little more, even though it was not as experimental. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like a unique experience like Elden Ring was. That's, that's, God that's, of War was less like Breath of the Wild, though. That's why you liked it more. Exactly. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so really, you're telling me Elden Ring is like Breath of the Wild? Maybe I'll like that game more. We'll see. Well, there really isn't a game like Breath of the Wild, right? There's no <laughs> game that's been universally yeah. beloved that did no so game of little, the century. That did, yeah, they did so little for the <sighs> progression of video games. I hate to I hate to jump in front of Coach here. Uh, the only game I've played this week besides Pokemon uh, has been Skyrim. I finally got the platinum in the anniversary edition. And I like to think of Skyrim as like the best possible version of breath of the wild. And I want that on the record. I want that to be my final word. Like it's, it's great that Nintendo copied and pasted a game from uh, like five years earlier, six years earlier, and then just gave you less to do in it. That's when you walk off, when you walk across the field though, do you ever see anything that's like not interesting in Skyrim? It's like, you know, like, oh, this is a giant open space because I feel like that's all I saw in Breath of the Wild, you know? I could barely see it because it was always raining, cutting down the draw distance. So that was that was an interesting choice. Uh, I do want to actually have like a really long discussion one day about Skyrim because I feel like I finally figured out what I both love and hate about that game. But we are 52 minutes into a podcast and um, now is not the time to do that. Coach. What have you been playing this week, my guy? Just Pokemon. Solo Pokemon. You haven't really given us uh, your opinions on it. How's your Pokemon journey been going? It's been going really good. Like, I, you know, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, Seth, um, while you were writing in your diary. <laughs> um, Catching strays over here. <laughs> it's one of those games that, like I said, I just lose myself. I lose track of time and whenever I can, if I try and get 30, 45 minutes an hour, it's one of those games that you could pick up, play for a little while and put down and you can still have your long gaming sessions. So um, it's, it's addicting. It's one of those games that like is addicting. Like I want to play a lot of it. Taryn, anything else besides Pokemon been on your radar lately? Oh man. Um, not in the past week. I did uh, restart a playthrough of Metroid Dread again, just because I'm, I'm really missing a Metroidvania in my life right now. And then, I, and then I also, once I literally started that game, I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to go back and replay Hollow Knight. So I'm replaying Hollow Knight as well. <laughs> um, so those, that's the game I'm, I'm like hitting on in between playing Pokemon um, when I can. So, but yeah, I've just been playing hardcore Pokemon for a while. That means it's released because it's just like, like you said, coach, it's you literally lose yourself because there's so much happening in the overworld. Like you just walk into a Pokemon. You're like, I'm already in a Pokemon battle. I might as well try and catch this one. Or, oh, there's a there's a small glowing thing over there. Let me go, let me go get that. And as soon as you get that thing, you're, you turn around. There's another one. You're like, oh. it's like it's like ADHD, you know, like like uh, it's it's my ADHD can barely handle the game because it makes me want to continually keep moving uh, forward. Uh, it's 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 great. Last five minutes of the show. I want to open this up. I want to talk about non-gaming stuff we've been doing lately. Austin, any uh, any shows, any books, movies, anything been grabbing your attention? Honestly, not a whole lot because I've been so focused on God of War, but I have been watching My Hero Academia as it's been airing. And this new season is really, really good so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I haven't read the manga, so this past episode, man, ends with a big... Ends with a big cliffhanger, so I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. <laughs> it's going to be sad. I'm sure it will. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Coach, have you been watching, reading, or listening to any anything that's uh, grabbed your attention? Well, I went out. I went back home to Dallas. My son and I went to the Cowboy game on Thanksgiving. Oh, congratulations. Yes. I'm glad, so that was... I'm glad somebody's team won on Thanksgiving. Right. And we're going back on Christmas Eve uh, to watch the Philly game. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's yes. going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then the week of our Thanksgiving break, 
the district had a two day Monday and Wednesday where it's getting all the kids that failed the state exam. And uh, I was able to be a part of that. So I made a little bit of extra money. So was putting my time into getting ready for that. So just been teaching how to solve for X, basically. <laughs> Very cool. Taryn, you've been watching, reading, listening, anything lately? I just finished um, like two or three days ago. I just finished watching um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the anime on Netflix by Studio Trigger. Super good. It's only 10 episodes, so it's like, I think like maybe three and a half hours. It's like under four hours for the entire show. Um, it was so weird because the intro song is a Franz Ferdinand song from like 20 years ago. And I was like, is what it, is happening right now? Does it take me out? No, it's it's this fire. And I was oh, like, okay. it was very, it's very like, I, I, I thought it would be like, um, take me out because that's like their biggest song. But I was very caught off by that. Uh, but it's still a very, very good show. And if it's strangely it's like cyberpunk is such a mess but this anime is so good like from start to finish and and i don't know if they're gonna ever revisit it i don't think uh they have plans to but it was excellent cool cool seth how about you uh not a whole lot um like austin said i've been so addicted to god of war that's pretty much all i've been playing but um i did be watching this uh show ancient apocalypse on netflix that is hosted by graham hancock really interesting stuff other than that, no, I haven't really had much time to do anything else. Hold on, Seth. Yeah. Because I was informed on Slack that you've been watching Hunter Hunter. Well, my girlfriend. And that you've has. been enjoying it. Yes. Well. So please, please go on record and say that you've been enjoying the show. Yeah. That you. Okay. So. Bashed me for years on, about. <laughs> right. Right. So, I was right, and then. My thoughts were reaffirmed when she got to the um, Chimera and the whole entire show's plot just slowed down to a crawl for about 40 episodes. Thankfully, she's almost done with it now, though. So, um, yeah, that, I, I really do believe that I enjoy the first half of Hunter x Hunter. But for some reason, the Chimera and arc is like 80 episodes long. Okay. We've also been rewatching <laughs> The Office, so I, uh, I I I still love The Office. Comfort food. Yeah. I I did something Saturday that I haven't done in literal years. I watched a Netflix show from start to finish in one sitting. I watched Wednesday, the uh, the Adams Family, all about uh, young Wednesday Adams going to basically basically Hogwarts just for weird things. She goes to a school with werewolves and sirens and just Gorgons and weird stuff. That show is so delightful. Tim Burton directed the first four episodes and you can really tell. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia is just inspired casting. Yes. And uh, that show is so much fun. So enjoyable. I loved it. I've been thinking about it for the past three days. Can't wait to, forget some of the show and watch it again in the coming weeks because i enjoyed it so much besides that i watched a, watched an old movie called scent of a woman hmm. which is an al pacino movie where he plays like a blind colonel who uh is supposed to be like babysat basically by a young prep school guy played by chris o'donnell and this guy is just so overpowering he basically like kidnaps his babysitter and goes to new york for uh last weekend before he plans on killing himself it's like one of the most intense movies i've ever seen al pacino this is like the start of him losing his mind as an actor goes and so whenever anyone does like a weird al pacino impression they're not doing godfather part two al pacino they're oh they're strictly doing scent of a woman al pacino absolutely incredible it's a long movie it's like 245 and i'm like okay like i'll we'll see we'll see the next time i watch it it's probably gonna be a couple of years incredible movie and all i want to do now is watch movies from the 90s and 80s that's i want to quit my job so i can do that in a George, professional capacity you watch a lot of weird movies have you ever sure seen do. the movie don't worry darling no that just came to hbo i try to convince my dad to go see that in theaters with me it's uh, really a good few. it's a it's a really uh mind-bending like sci-fi i've heard Snoopy. nothing like that is the most polarizing movie of the year because that was directed by 
Olivia Wilde, right? That was her her yes. second movie after yeah. Yeah. Booksmart, which I absolutely love Booksmart. That was just she also stars in it, which I don't like when they do that. I'm like, really? No, it's like yeah, you're kind of wearing a lot of hats here, lady. Yeah. Put yourself right in the front row, the, huh? I heard the production of that movie was a disaster. Um, well, I think Olivia the... Wilde started banging Harry Styles while she was. Whoa. Well, they were. I think they were dating. I think prior to that film, uh, uh, they just. That's right. just that's recently... why Shia LaBeouf was no longer in the movie because she was dating yes. Harry Styles. Yeah. Yes. Um, I also there's like a there's like a moment at the I think it was one of the um, like award shows that um, where Harry Styles like presumably spit on Chris Pine. Oh but, yeah, that was at Con where the movie was like booed by the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, really? it's been a very polarizing movie. People didn't like it. I thought it was really oh, good. People hated that movie. My dad refused oh. to go. He said it looked too awful. Wow, I thought it was yeah, like Aaliyah sent me the trailer for that at the beginning of summer. She's like, doesn't this look like the greatest movie that's ever been made? I'm like, yeah, this really does. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about like dystopian sci fi stuff, though. So it, it, it like, definitely feels to me. I, thought that. It was cool. I, I will watch it this this week, I promise. So we can talk about it on okay. the show when you come back in a week. Also, really quick, uh, Gundam Witch for Mercury incredible it wasn't a single robot fight the last two episodes didn't need one didn't matter it's all about corporate espionage baby and startup incubators this show is gd amazing and you can tell that is that saying for goddamn no it stands for gundam amazing this show is incredible <laughs> love it so much it's so wait weird. is this is this the the lesbian gundam one the new one Yes, it is. Yeah. Super oh, good. it looks so good. I want to watch it's, it. It's so gay. It's wonderful. I've, se- I've seen nothing except like moments where like the two main characters are like just being lovey dovey. Like it, they're yeah. just flirting. And I'm just like, I it's, love this. It, it, it's great. It takes like, honestly, it kind of feels it, it feels like the most anime Gundam in a minute. And I say that like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but just the, the notion of like going to an academy for X just seems like such an anime trope oh, of yeah. like the last 20 years in particular. And so this is like, it feels like Gundam crossed with Zoids, right? Like, uh, not chaotic, new century zero, like the, the second series where it's like them. It's just like, well, well, we gotta be the best. We gotta, we gotta get our team's high score up. And it's just like that interspersed with terrible war crimes that happened 20 years in the past that everyone's trying to cover up. And it just, uh, cap- like capitalist nightmare that, makes earth full of oppressed people and space, spatians like this uh, ultra tiers of society. It's, it's God, it's goddamn incredible. It's so, goddamn so amazing. Are the, are, the, are the robot battles good? Oh, the robot battles are awesome. Yeah. yeah top tier stuff. Um, they introduced like a very uh, advanced piece of technology from like later in the original Gundam series in like the second episode, first episode where it's these things called funnels, which is like a, remote controlled laser gun basically that you can control with your brainwaves in the original series. They haven't really explained how it worked here, but I remember like losing my mind. Cause like in the first episode, I'm like, they introduced funnels in the first episode Man, they're, they're cooking with gas right off the bat. I'm a huge Gundam nerd. Um, I need to count how many model kits I've built this year. I, I think honestly, I'm, I'm like averaging like 1.9 Gundam kits a week. Like I built close Whoa. to a hundred. That's absurd. George. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been so much fun. I'll send some pictures. I'll post some pictures on on Twitter. I'll post those pictures at purplebird616, which is where you can find me on Twitter. That is also where I host another show called Shortbox Summary. This week, we are talking about Wolverine, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Very excited to jump into it. Uh, let's see. You can find Austin at Austin J. Eller. You can find Seth at Seth, the nineties kid. Don't follow him. You can find Taryn at static Fox 64, and you can find coach lifting heavy things at the gym, swimming laps around the pool and bird dogging some beautiful chicas at the country club, because that's how coach do. And you can listen to the show. Sorry. You can find the show on Twitter at frame skip pod. You can listen to the show the way you're listening to it now. And if you know how to do this, that's awesome. That means you can explain to other people how to do it. Please tell your friends about the show. Please send comments, questions, suggestions, constructive criticism, unconstructive criticism. Hate mail. Think, yeah. You, you think Seth sucks to tell us, tell us breath tell of the wild is Seth great, sucks. right? Seth? Seth, you suck. Whoa. <laughs> 
if you think Seth should grow the beard into more of a point, like uh, like someone from from ZZ Top, please let us know. If, if you Seth, if you I shave should... your head, you'd just be Kratos. Just do it. <laughs> I'm too. I I, I I got I got to slim it down a little bit. That that, that that's the goal. I got to slim it down, shave the head, get a red tattoo, then bang it out and rein it in. <laughs> got to bang it out, then you got to rein it in. Yeah, that's right. That, that is the rule. Um, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back in your ear holes. Are we weekly or are we bi-weekly? What do we decide? Not bi-weekly. Right, Austin? Yes. Yep. One of them. Yes. Yeah, we are. We are one of those. So either check back <laughs> next week or the week after. Something will be in the feed. I think there's a new Mario trailer dropping on Wednesday, Seth. Or Austin, yeah. I think you shared that. I think we should do yeah. like a quick uh, response to it. Mari, Mari, Mari reaction. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, something like that. We'll do, some, like we'll do something like that, maybe better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we are looking to get weirder. We're looking to get more interesting as we careen towards 2023. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back in your ear holes soon.